one. We're back. We're back. It's quarantine love line. How's morale? Um, it's like medium. It's it's yeah. medium rare. Today was an. Uh, I cleaned the apartment today and I made vegan cutlete. Okay. And that pretty much killed a, a lot of time. So yeah, that's that's what this is my preemptive advice to all of the people asking questions is like, just like cook a lot and force yourself to exercise because both of those things suck, but they uh, kill a lot of time and they kind they of sure feed do. into each other. Yeah, exactly. In, I weigh I weighed myself today. I'm so jealous that you have a scale, <laughs> and I'm down to one seventeen. Congratulations, Dasha. Thank you. I'm losing a lot of weight. I feel really hot. <laughs> no one's really around to appreciate it. So. Yeah, no one's really, no one's around <laughs> to 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 uh, appreciate your thigh gap. But if this ever ends, and I can't, I every time I try and take a selfie, my eyes look so like sorrowful. <laughs> yeah, you look like one of those. Um, animals in the sarah mclaughlin aspca it's like tearing up and shivering <laughs> i also i haven't been um posting any thirst traps yeah. due to my grief-stricken haunted eyes but it's okay we're drinking you're drinking i'm drinking i'm having a little red wine i'm having a little vodka on ice my signature Beautiful. cocktail Kuruta. Очень круто. Shall we launch uh, launch into the yeah. queues? Yeah, I like. I need to like Amazon Prime mm. myself a scale or something because this is getting out of mm. hand. I bet they're <laughs> I bet they're in low low supply. Yeah, probably all the Just like, like girls yoga mats are like ordering <laughs> scales. At least a food scale. I'd like to like be able to weigh the cat and or my tits on the food scale. <laughs> see how big your tits get in yeah, the core just gently deposit them um all right shall shall we read one or play one we have a lot let's play one and then you'll read one and i'll read one and then uh, i'll play one all right cool um here let me see let me see if this will work okay hi anna and dasha um so i have a question um both my parents um, are pretty socially retarded, I would say, and so as a result, I am pretty socially retarded, and uh, I sort of realized that I probably shouldn't have kids because I don't want them to turn out that way too because it's a pretty like lonely life and I can't really build relationships that well. So I'm conflicted though because I do think that women who have kids are happier like at a biological, bi biologically speaking. Um, do you guys think I should just, like, get a bunch of, like, cats and dogs and shit or, like, work in, like, childcare so I feel like I'm, like, helping children in some way or another or should I just, like, kill myself before I'm old enough to realize and I regret it? Thank you, ladies. Love you both. Stay safe. Uh, see you in hell. Bye. Um, did you get that? I did. I heard it. Um, it, it, has she learned nothing from listening to our podcast? About what reproducing? Did, what, what did you tell them? Don't kill yourself because something retarded might happen. Yeah. And always reproduce. Yeah. Don't kill yourself, bitch. Um, Everyone's socially retarded. Yeah. That's the, the modern condition. Yeah. 
So I say go for it because you'll probably be less retarded than your kids anyway. Yeah, and I say don't blame your parents for making you socially retarded. Give them some credit here. They had you in spite of their own social retardation, and you turned out Mm -hmm. just fine. You seem to be capable of asking existential questions in a basically articulate way. You're not retarded. You're just too young and not ready to have kids. Yep. And guess what? You're going to replicate your parents' marriage anyway, so you might as well have a little retard of your own. You may as well have, like, a a souvenir. Like, uh, I went to the show, and all I got was this lousy (laughs) T-shirt. All I got was this lousy baby. And, like, definitely, you know, having cats and dogs is nice, but you should not use them as surrogates to fill the void of not being a mother. Absolutely. It's the worst. So, yeah, I think you know go for it when the time is right yeah she seems like a nice girl she does nice voice yeah i I thought i she sounded a little bit like um young allison oh yeah that's yeah just a little un poquito miss Uh, allison yeah me too um shall we read one Mm um i'll i'll go hey ladies Hope you're doing as well as you can be given the circumstances. I don't want to give too much detail because the man in question also listens to the pod, but I'll cut to the chase. Should I fly across the country to quarantine with my ex-boyfriend? Like many others, I've been reconnecting with said ex due to extreme uncertainty and desire for some level of normalcy in these times. We've been broken up for almost three years, but there's still something there. We always manage to see each other when we're in the same city and we're able to pick up right where we left off. I really admire him as a person and like who I am when I'm around him. Since we've been talking recently, he's asked me to come stay with him to ride out the quar. I want to, but I'm struggling to make the right decision. Is it ethical for me to travel for unnecessary and potentially stupid reasons? I'm pretty sure I don't have the Rona, but I'm still not obsessed with the idea of getting on a plane right now. What does it say about me that I'm willing to drop everything and fly across the country at his call? Am I romantic or codependent? What does this mean for us long term if we still keep coming back to each other, especially under stress and uncertainty? These are my main concerns. Thanks for all you do in helping us navigate love in the time of Rona. Uh, mm. I, I can't answer her broader existential questions about what it means that they uh, keep coming back to each other. But should she? But should she? This is, we got a lot of questions. Um, a lot of people are reconnecting with their exes. A lot of people are in a similar position. Yeah. Um, uh, I think, you know, flights across country are like $59 now. If you wear a mask and gloves and hop on the flight, it won't be the worst thing. Yeah. Take the right precautions not to infect anyone else with the, the sickness. <laughs> Uh, you have to be, you know, another theme of the questions that we got were, were people going stir crazy and growing to resent their uh, core lovers. Um, right. So you that's, have to be. That's the new dialectic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to be. It is. It really is. Um, you have to be cognizant of the fact that that might happen. Um, did she say where she was living? I'm across the country. Across the country. She's on some, I'm assuming she's on one coast, he's on another. Yeah, I mean, that that might be nice. I kind of regret not, like, uh, going to L.A. to sit out the core because at least... Come can, on, Anna. What? I love it there. What it's like New Jersey about? with palm trees. I'll and never leave New York. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, now, now we really won't because they're going to shut down that state border. Um, 
Yeah. I say go for it. It's definitely better to be partnered than not. Yes. I think. Yeah. You guys seem to have a history that's pretty solid. Um, um, yes. Ask yourself why you broke up in the first place and then make sure that the guy gets you the ticket. Make sure he pays for that shit. Is she romantic or codependent? Uh, I think it's not yeah. even a relevant question uh, at this point. I think it's the same difference. <laughs> <laughs> One man's romantic is a, another man's codependent. Um, I, my advice is to go for it, honestly. Yeah. No, totally. Just do it. who knows? Yeah. Stay vigilant, but get out there. Cue to tomorrow when we have a bunch of, like, angry uh, <laughs> messages on the sub calling us gross and unethical and irresponsible for advising this young woman to... Uh, to board a plane. To board a plane, yeah. Okay. Right. Next. Um, uh, hey, ladies. Big fan of the pod. You're the only thing keeping me sane through this quarantine. So a lot of us has, have been in this situation, but basically I'm asking for advice for when somebody breaks up with their significant other to be with you. How should I reconcile the internal conflict of logically realizing that this is probably a pattern for them and the emotional bits where I feel extremely flattered to the point that I buy into the narrative that I captured them in a way that's different and therefore they could never repeat the cycle with me. This guy is everything I could want in an SO and he claims that he's always the one getting cheated on or left for somebody else. He also says his relationship was already failing and I was simply a catalyst, but I think that's an excuse to make him feel less shitty because it's pretty clear that he left her to explore the prospect of me. I'm keeping my guard up for now, but do you think a legitimate relationship could ever start this way or do you think it's entirely doomed? Um, I've wrecked a couple homes in my day and I think I've reached sort of like a karmic threshold in that regard mm -hmm. um but i and you know a lot of those relationships didn't pan out but i think that it is a, a totally legitimate way to start something yeah i don't think leaving someone precludes them from being necessarily devoted to someone else yeah i don't i don't know i mean this is like First of all, you get you get it's like three strikes or you're in, and you're out. You can wreck a home three times, you know, and then it's over. For, you no, get three. No, I'm kidding. I'm like speculating. Um, I, yeah, I've been there. I think that you're flattering yourself a little, and you probably were a catalyst for him to leave an otherwise terminally flawed and emotionally mm -hmm. unfulfilling relationship. That's how it goes. Uh, you gotta ask yourself the question how many relationships last to begin with like ones that, that are good point really yeah, good point started in good faith or on the proverbial Indian burial ground of one person leaving another person for you or whatever yeah I mean I think that a lot of mm, you know it's there's some soundness in the advice of like taking space between oh. relationships but I think that people tend to also stay in relationships so long after they're basically over. Yes, years. Um, months. Years. So, like, in a way, he's probably already processed the end of his relationship while he was still in it. Right, yeah. Um, and, you know, I think, I think it sounds sound to me. It's fine. You know, life's complicated. Yes, and fundamentally, we can't really answer the question of whether this is a legitimate relationship 
or not. You don't even know the answer to that question. Only time will tell. Um, I think the real question she's asking is, should she go along with it? And I think, yeah, why not? I mean, he did leave. How many girls can say that a guy left his previous girlfriend for them? Uh, I could. I mean, (laughs) but not everybody. So give it a try. And if it doesn't work out, don't beat yourself up. It sounds like she, she knows the answer. She wants to be with them. Sounds like a humble brag to me. (laughs) Question solved. You're as doomed as anyone else. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm going to roll that beautiful bean footage. There you go. Hi, Ms. Garrett. This is Mary from Minneapolis. I'm wondering, Dasha, is coronavirus the retarded thing you're waiting for? Are you glad you didn't kill yourself before? Thanks. I am glad I didn't kill myself, but I think that the most retarded thing is yet to come. And um, in my moments of suicidal ideation during the core, I tell myself that, you know, even though we find ourselves in like a highly uncertain and liminal space, that anything could happen. And to anyone out there who's contemplating suicide, I would say now is not the time because you're going to want to write this out and see how things shake out. Go for it. Do it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, don't kill yourself. You're as good as dead already. We're like the the living dead. We're the walking dead. We're in quarantine. You're going to want to. You're going to want to see how this shakes out. Yeah. Do you have any. Sorry, Mm -hmm. go ahead. Um, Tune in to task the coronavirus task force <laughs> on whitehouse.gov forward slash live uh, because every, there's retarded stuff happening there every day. Yeah. It's that's the, worth bear it, bear it. We're here to bear witness. Yeah. No, that's true. That's all said. It's the life support drip that keeps you going. Mm-hmm. What were you going to say? No, I was just going to ask you if you um, have any like hunches or speculations for what the next great retardation will be. I have no clue. Okay. And that's what's so thrilling about these about these times, even though every day just sort of bleeds into the next and <laughs> time feels completely meaningless and futile. I think that, you know, there'll be something to look forward to eventually. It, yeah, it won't be good, but it might be exciting might. and retarded. May you live in retarded times. Yeah. <laughs> as as Mao said. <laughs> Um, and it might be good. It might, it won't be good, but it might be, I don't know, different. I'm writing it out. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna KMS quite yet. Yeah, let's not. There's plenty of time. Yeah, nothing but time. When you, when you lose your, like, uh, youthful good looks or when that, uh, terminal cancer hits, there, there will always be opportunities along the way. Well, we're not getting much sun these days. So no, no. Luckily, that's impeding the aging process. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It, uh, my, my skin has gotten... Uh, the, some of the sun damage has been rolled back, but it's also incredibly dry because I drink like a bottle of wine every night. So I'm like, so dehydrated. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how. We're like literally captive. We're in captivity. Because I'm still not drinking water. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. My 
pee is like amber. <laughs> it's like and I'm like oh red. <laughs> like I could be drinking water, but I'm just not. You just refuse. I don't know. I don't like. I don't like it. <laughs> okay. Um, is it my turn? I think so. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey ladies, I love my boyfriend of two years. When shit got real last week, he came to stay with me in my one bedroom apartment. It was going great. Then around day three, I wanted him to leave, to be honest. Not for anything he did. I just wanted to be alone. Should I feel bad about this? No. No. Normal. Normal. <laughs> I want my boyfriend to leave every day and he owns the apartment. <laughs> like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> It's totally normal me, to me cussing out. To <laughs> go out there and get COVID and don't come back. <laughs> um, no, it's completely normal to want to have space and privacy. This is not, we're not in like normal circumstances. We all have to make sacrifices. Yeah. Um, it, it doesn't mean you don't love him or that your relationship is like uh, ill-fated or anything like that. No, no one should be spending this much time around another person. With other people, yeah. It's fucked. <laughs> um, I would have loved to have spared my Corona partner from a depressive episode I had a couple days ago. <laughs> and I said to him, you know, usually I'd wait about six months for you to, <laughs> have, to have to see me like this. But unfortunately, there's nothing I can do. The existential pressures are are daunting. Yeah. So... No, you shouldn't feel bad. Good luck. Yeah, Godspeed. Just try and be there for one another. You, and be mindful of when that means, like, to give one another space. Oh, uh, which, which is what? Like, you give each other room? Like, somebody sits in the corner with, like, a dunce cap and looks at the wall <laughs> while the other person finishes their workout routine? <laughs> I'm in a one-bedroom. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Hey, hey, it's better than a studio. It's true. And we're, yeah, and we're living the life. He goes on the computer. I do my cat cows in the living room. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's slowly it's working out. It's it's giving us a, a sense of how like um our prehistoric and early modern ancestors lived in like a well, one room shack. In the Soviet Union, you had to live with, like, your whole family in a fucking one-bedroom until you had enough kids for the government to, like, give Issue you an apartment. Issue an apartment, yeah. Oh, yeah, that sucked, Dick. Um, the the old Komunalka, mm-hmm. you had to, like, share a kitchen with a bunch of other families and a bathroom. And, like, you were, like, coming into your, you know, teen- your adolescence and trying to, like, masturbate and your great-grandmother was there. It sucks. <laughs> life sucks ass yeah but at least you know there was some home cooking okay next question (laughs) hi ladies i'm staying with my long-term boyfriend who's broody and an introvert which is hot to me usually i'm the one who keeps the spirits high in our relationship but we've been stuck in this apartment for 14 days now and it's obviously taken a toll on my sanity Unlike week one, I can't find the energy to be positive, and now our reality is super dull. It feels like I should be trying to breathe some life into our relationship, but doing so will make me feel like I'm deluding myself into being cheerful. I also resent him for being boring, but I suspect it isn't fair since these are hard times. Do you think it's healthier for me to do a denial and try to fix things or be real <laughs> and, wa- and wallow, praying for you girls? Um, 
do a racism <laughs> do an imperialism yeah. um uh everybody's boring spice up your relationship with slurs <laughs> yeah yeah breathe, breathe some life into his dick um, um no it's insanely boring even you know people are like i haven't talked to many of my friends today but you know checking in and like with your friends and talking to people on the phone and stuff it's also kind of like no one has anything that interesting to report because everyone's in their homes <laughs> yeah so being boring is sort of par for the course right now i think if you can muster the strength to be cheerful you should yeah i'm attempting to i'm yeah. just taking it day by day yeah there's no uh, it, this is basically kind of like accelerating it's accelerating kind of like the intimacy breeds contempt portion of everyone's relationship <laughs> because everybody is like revealed to be a, a boring dullard depressive little retard yeah and nobody can really be ambitious and like hustle and grind because there's nowhere to go no no one knows what the future will hold what will be worthwhile there's a I'd love to work on my screenplay, and but unfortunately, it uh, involves a world that doesn't exist anymore. So. <laughs> yeah. um, which, uh, in your dynamic, Anna, which one of you is the more depressive one? Um, I think we like reverse. We like switch roles. Yeah. It's good. I think honestly, my advice, kind of, and I don't know intimately, obviously, the dynamics of your relationship, but like maybe give wallowing a shot because it might give him purpose to try and make you feel better. Good advice. It might spur him into action. Yeah, exactly. Like maybe he's taking you a little for granted with all of the um, emotional labor that you've been doing. And maybe you get to wallow a little as a treat and he can find some purpose in making you feel better. It's sort of like what we've been saying for weeks now is that kind of like pour yourself into someone else. Yeah, and maybe for your own benefit, have a hysterical meltdown or threaten to kill yourself. There you go. Brandish yeah. a knife in your studio apartment kitchen. <laughs> threaten to kill him. How yeah, threaten that? to kill him. Just that'll pe- spice things up. Everybody just always has to remember, no matter how how um, hard it is to live under our quarantine Sharia law, it's <laughs> what we have is much better than being alone because that's really hard. For some. For some. Maybe. I guess some people are like kind of um, authentic, self, self-contained incels. Yeah. So a lot of people are used to it. Yeah. Um, but not me. <laughs> so please don't, please don't leave. <laughs> please, baby. Uh, the next, uh, shall we roll the next? Uh, yeah. Call it, caller? Yes.
flat with us. Congratulations on losing the, the weight. <laughs> she lost eight pounds. Um, yeah. Uh, I would lose eight pounds too if I was living with a father and son who wanted to like Eiffel Tower me. What's going on? She, she's she she's has a, living with um, a, her boyfriend who's fifty one and his son who she's also fucking or having some having kind of some kind of flirtation with she's doing like polyamorous incest while australian what a nightmare <laughs> i would chalk it up to core you know i think uh i don't know i don't know i don't know the, how sustainable your your new dynamics gonna be i yeah i, I can't answer that question for you either um what what's going how old is the son what's going on with the father who does that <laughs> and they know about it that seems they know about it. disgusting no offense uh, i mean if it's working for you i don't think it's working this is like a pasolini film it's like twisted on so many levels it's actually this is actually a great idea for a screenplay quarantine art um <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Ordinarily, my advice would be like seek therapy and get the fuck out of there. But you literally can't do either of those things. Right now is not the time to find an analyst. So yeah. Ooh. I, I, Maybe. Uh, I don't know. Fuck this both of a, them and make them fight to the death. Well, Oedipus. Yeah. You know. I think we know who when. You're in, she's in a real Oedipal debacle, actually. Yeah, it's yeah, quite she interesting. Um, I'm not although, even. I'm not mad at her. I am happy for yeah. her that she has options and that she's lost eight pounds. Congrats. Who do you think is the Who do you think is the most um, sort of culpable here? The dad. The dad. <laughs> for, the dad for bringing a 24 year old girl into a home with like what I assume is like a 20 something year old son oh my god i just got an email from my pilates instructor uh-huh that says do not give up that's the subject and then it just says i love you stay strong <laughs> that's so nice that's sweet thanks for checking in stacy sorry totally no, unrelated no. <laughs> i got a text message from my um Verizon, my phone provider, and they mm. were like, also like, stay strong, keep up morale. And I was like, bitch, like, suspend my payments. I'm not paying <laughs> for a phone line. 
during Corona? Fuck I you. Mean, we can afford it. We can, but it's like ridiculous. It's like you at least have the decency to not insult my intelligence by sending me a, a, a kind of well-wishing good luck message. Just collect my money and shut the fuck up. You're right. You're right. Ridiculous. Um, I, I agree. I think the father is also culpable because he's done such a bad job raising a, a son who would <laughs> fuck his girlfriend. <laughs> Shall I? Yeah, that's a, okay. Uh, yeah, we're not going to answer that one. <clears throat> Hi, ladies. Uh, would you ever ask a man, what are we? I find myself wanting to ask some lesser version of it to the guy I've been seeing for two months. We talk constantly and used to hang out a few times a week back when that was allowed. All his actions show that the feelings are mutual, but I'm starting to become invested and more serious about him and would like to know if he's on the same page. I don't really mean, what are we as a boyfriend ultimatum? It's just to see if he's starting to feel more serious about me too. I want to ask him myself because I don't want to waste my time, even in core, but I sort of feel like that's the man job man's job what do you think is it the man's job to direct the path of relationship thanks um i think it's the woman's job in a very clandestine way uh women have to give men the illusion that they're steering because all men are fundamentally cucks and cowards even the hot strong ones and they need a woman to crack the whip but not too overtly or else they balk subliminally subliminally they want to know i don't know if i would say what are we verbatim so um like what are we i wouldn't do it i would i certainly wouldn't do it while you're quarantined that's not gonna no. go well because he don't think he has such an easy way out or he well will... i feel like if the i feel like the quar is such a good opportunity though to sort of obliterate any normal conventional boundaries sure and to take things to that level because it i mean if you're not quarantined together sorry but it's probably not that serious yeah maybe they're young or live in different parts of the country sure that's but if you are like if you've been seeing someone for two months and you haven't had that conversation and a pandemic happens and you neither of you feel an impulse to prioritize being around one another. And I don't know what your situations are, but I feel like that kind of answers things. Yeah, I agree. And you can never under, under underestimate the kind of emotional neediness and dependency of men. Like they'll, they'll take what they can get without fully committing. It's like, you know, why buy the cow when you can get the milk for free? So of course he's probably more than happy to talk to you or like swap nudes or whatever like he's not going to cut off that emotional support dog now is not the now is not the time to shit test but it is a time to evaluate priorities yeah Yeah. i think next question (laughs) um should I knock up my Corona GF? Hi, ladies. Big fan here with an important question. Should I trap my Corona GF with the child before all of this is over? We started talking about a month ago. We started talking about a month ago on Hinge and let the Corona isolation push us together. We've spent the last few weeks going on nature walks and swimming, including a hot weekend escape to a cabin at a localish national park. I was there waking up to her every morning. It was there waking up to her every morning that I realized it would be the 
I would be the biggest retard to ever retard if I didn't continue waking up in the same bed with her as uh. every morning. That's really sweet. Sorry, I'm getting a little drunk. And while our chemistry is great, what we envision for our personal futures couldn't be more different, but I still don't want to lose her. So I'm wondering if I should just trap her with the kid before all this is over and make this intelligent, beautiful woman my baby mama. Oh, Or is the Corona girlfriend more of a catch and release program? Um, mm-hmm. On some, if they love you, they'll return tip. Should I just try to make it work and move to Boston, the worst city in America for her? What should I do? Thank you so much, girls. Cabin fever. Uh, um, I don't trap. Just tell her you want to knock her up. Chicks love that shit. If you feeling her, not in her. <laughs> yeah. I've been saying. Um, Boston does suck, though. Yeah, but where is he from that he, he can brag? Right. I don't know what the Corona girlfriend... We It's unclear, yeah, what the Corona girlfriend project is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, know? but it sounds like he's really in love with her and would be in love with her even if this pandemic wasn't But do you off. think this is a good time to be getting pregnant? Um, yes and no. Um, no, because you probably don't want to be in a hospital with a bunch of sick and dying people coughing all over your fetus. But yes, because I've read that when you are pregnant, your immune system goes down. So it would seem paradoxical. It would seem that you would not want to get corona with a depressed immune system. But actually, a lot of the kind of acute respiratory distress syndrome symptoms Mm -hmm. are the result of the body's natural immune defenses attacking the body in an attempt to Ah. slow down the virus. So, yeah, so pregnant women actually, because their immune system is essentially on lockdown, it's, it it is functioning primarily to protect the baby, Mm -hmm. um, have not like statistically do not get as sick from what I understand. Okay. We're not doctors just to be clear, but, um, do you want to raise a child in the in the post corona world? I mean, that's hard to say. Impossible to say. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's up to you. And if you love if you love this woman, I would just I would I wouldn't even have that talk with her. I wouldn't be like, listen, I really love you and I want to get married and have a baby. I'd just be like, I really want to nut up in you, girl. I want. And she's gonna be like, <laughs> yes, the world's ending. Yes. We're, we're here for it. Yeah, I think it's sweet. What a nice boy. What a sweetheart. I know. That sounds like a nice cabin vacation you guys had. I know, that also sounds fun. It sounds like he's making the best of his quarantine. Sounds like he's getting his priorities um, stra- straightened out. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> and, and you know what? I, if you, I think that if you love a woman, you move to Boston for her. Wow. As whack as that sounds. Uh, I don't think I could do it. No, but I think a man should move. But you don't have to do it because you're a woman. I think a man should should sacrifice for you more than you sacrifice for him initially. Right, right. And my first boyfriend will always be New York City, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and mine will always be Boston. It'll be um, <laughs> Alma Ata or Machalka or whatever it's called in Chechnya, Dodgestan. Um, okay, I'm going to... Role. My boyfriend will always be Joe Carr. <laughs> <laughs> Cutest boy on death row. Okay, 
was listening to your episode about how bored you are uh, during this quarantine bullshit. And you're in New York. I have a whole house and like a yard and shit. You're in like an apartment, and I I really am curious like what are you guys doing to keep your sanity? Because I feel like I'm losing it. I cannot imagine being in like a small space, uh, you know, with someone else. So I gotta know like what things are you doing that you normally wouldn't that are helping you keep your sanity. Okay, thanks. Thank you for all your you guys are great. Bye. Uh, mm. I'm already. I mean, I'm already insane. So exactly, I've been. I've been having mental problems <laughs> pre-core. So yeah. I. I think it's like. I. I think I. You and I share this tendency that I'm like really personally motivated by, uh, the excitement of chaos and destruction. Yes. Real chaos head hours here. So that doesn't necessarily mean like external chaos and destruction like the world crumbling before your eyes it could also mean kind of internal existential chaos and destruction mm-hmm. that gives you a life force i can't say i've been bored once you can't i mean during core yeah and sort of generally i don't think i i bore easily um i don't have escapist hobbies really besides doing drugs and because I'm an only child, I've had to develop a pretty rich inner world to to keep myself entertained. <laughs> Did you um, have um, imaginary friends growing up? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I was a very creative, lonely kid. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> and I did a lot of lurking around, as I still do. And I think, I don't know. I don't think there's a real excuse to be bored because we could all be grappling with sort of big spiritual existential questions. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess, what have you been doing differently? Uh, Like, I haven't been wearing any makeup or a bra, which is depressing, but also I've been reading a lot of books, which is cool. I have been wearing makeup (laughs) and not reading more than usual. (laughs) Um, But I've been cooking and cleaning. Yeah which are I despise, but which give me kind of a concrete purpose. Um, I've like given myself tasks to execute that help um, stave off despair. And then sometimes I'll succumb to, to it and have a nice chaotic, chaotic cry, which is not boring either. (laughs) And I've been, you know, I like talking on the phone you can go, I like, I mean, I go on walks. Yeah. There. Yeah. Yeah. The walks are kind of essential. Yeah. I think getting out, getting out there is, I didn't leave for three days and it really took a toll. So now yeah, I'm trying to just be, just be a little more present, a little more, you know, we're alive. Yeah. I now. mean, so yeah, live and it, it up. nothing's happening and we're told time and time again to not trust the experts and that things are going to get way worse. And I totally believe that like mm-hmm. intellectually, but like spiritually, emotionally, I don't feel it yet. Like none of us do because you walk outside. Like I walked, I've walked now to like Times Square area yeah. twice in like a week. And it's really eerie because it's not like a children of men style apocalyptic scenario. It's like, kind of very mundane and anticlimactic like there's 
still people out, not as many as usual, and the businesses are all shuttered, but it's not like some ghoulish and grim dystopian hellscape. It's just like New York, but everything's closed during the day. It's It's um, uncanny. Time release apocalypse. Yeah, it is. Yeah, (laughs) extended, delayed release or whatever. Yeah, and it is like kind of almost like capitalist realism in a way because everything is like locked into this like immovable mode and I'm waiting I'm like sitting there like biding my time for things to get really fucked up and chaotic and so far they haven't right also hyper normalization yeah I feel like it's you know I've quickly acclimated to seeing all the wealthy Chinese people wearing their masks and I wear my mask as well and my gloves and (laughs) it was demoralizing briefly but now it's just become part of the rhythm of my life I guess yeah no it's so weird I mean I went to the wine show today and the girl who works there who's like about my height and my size and my age was wearing a mask and we like stared at each other in this moment of awkward recognition Mm -hmm. and like ordinarily we would just like be kind of faux intimate and make small talk but everybody's like on high alert and trying to stay as far away from each other without hurting each other's feelings the distancing yeah which is like it's weird and uncanny again but it's not like massively disaster disastrously like seismically different from life as we know it which is like the kind of ultimately disappointing thing anyway shall we Right. move on I, I don't think we answered that guy's question really what was the question I forgot <laughs> what we're doing oh, um, different to not be bored I'm don't get bored next question because <laughs> I, I have a big powerful brain yeah <laughs> <laughs> hi Anna and Dasha wondering if either of you have ever hated yourself I can't tell how much of an issue it is that I generally dislike myself as a person. Do you think it's just because I'm 19? Me too. Or do you think deeply <laughs> or do you think deeply insecure people tend to maintain that sense of insecurity throughout their lives? Bernie shook my hand at an event he did in New Hampshire last month and I immediately cried because it was like he could tell I really needed the touch of someone who gives off hope. Love you too. Please stay safe through all of this and don't let quarantine get you down. Um, I don't think hating yourself is the same thing as being a deeply insecure person. Mm. I think any smart and decent and reasonable and sane person hates themselves, though it has nothing to do with, like, the kind of obvious reasons why one would hate themselves. Right. Insecurity is motivated by something else. Yeah, it's motivated by external forces, the external pressure of, like, wanting to be liked or adored or whatever. Or a kind of negative narcissism. Yeah, which we've talked about, um, which isn't, which, which is different from hating yourself, because you're ultimately preoccupied with yourself in the end anyway. Yeah. Do you um, do you hate yourself on some level? Yes. Right. <laughs> um, no, you don't. I, I don't. I do. I hate myself on some level um, for being kind of like. Uh, I don't know, like a failure or a disappointment to myself and to others. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel, generally speaking, I don't feel insecure in the way that a 19-year-old might. Yeah. Which is a thing that comes with age. Right. I struggled more with self-loathing as a teen, for sure. Yeah. Um, 
But I think I'm fairly, I'm at peace with myself. Yeah, it's like the, sort of that age profile where you become at peace. Yeah. I think I think like you know she's nineteen. She's gonna have like at least a decade of self hatred in store for her for herself. <laughs> but it gets better? Question mark. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you have to. I mean, you have to be suspicious of yourself on some level. Again, as like a decent, insane person, uh, but you can't let it affect your life to the point that it stunts you and terrorizes others because that, exactly. that's not that's not like hate self-hatred or insecurity that's negative narcissism in a nutshell exactly it's making yourself a burden to others and i think like the best thing you can do is to not be a burden to others or yeah evaluate what it is that you hate about yourself and take strides to to change it you have agency you can yeah. make your life you can make your life meaningful you can make yourself worth loving you already are you just have to i don't know yeah and it out a little bit and it's like you know people like especially young women hate themselves for the wrong reasons they hate themselves um because they feel like their looks or their intelligence or something like that is inadequate mm-hmm. and that's like v- very seldom the case yeah yeah there's all these other good reasons to hate yourself like yeah your, like your shitty personality your pa- bad personality your weaknesses your <laughs> cowardice yeah that's a real reason i mean like i said the old the, the times that i've really hated myself were always um because i acted in a way that i felt was not in sync with my internal moral code there was a cognitive dissonance very well said yeah, yeah so that's really what like you should watch out for and strive to you have to like kind of strive to close that gap self-respect is the bedrock i'm misquoting diddy in here self-respect <laughs> is the bedrock from which character springs or something <laughs> that's well said i'll give i'll give jay did i'll give diddy that uh, it's a good it's a good essay it's worth it, it, revisiting i think on self-respect it's uh has seemed banal to me at points but increasingly seems more and more relevant yeah and you have to but you have to like fake it till you make it which means also conducting yourself with a level of dignity and self-respect right and not like you know last night i was like wasted and talking shit on twitter Mm -hmm. and (laughs) people were like upset at me because I made some joke about like Steve Bannon being like sexier than Brad Pitt which like whatever um but I was like kind of like looking at the TLs of some of the people that were like taking this joke too too literally and what made me really sad is that they were all kind of uniformly like there was like tweets about like how much they were pissed off at their family members or their significant others and I was like god I feel so like bad for these people because they literally have they have so little dignity and self-respect that they Mm -hmm. will narc on their family members and lovers on a timeline to random strangers right if you live as if you like yourself self-respect will follow yes did you come up with that i just said it that's beautiful thanks <laughs> i'm gonna put that on your tombstone if you die before me or i'll just steal it and put it on my tombstone <laughs> um my tombstone is gonna say stay vigilant 
Yeah, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> Mine is going to say, here lies Beavis. He never scored. <laughs> um, you want to take the next, next one? one? Yeah. Um, hey, ladies, here's the situation. I'm 24 and I've considered myself a lesbian for as long as I can remember. After having a breakdown of a relationship and a rough mental health time, I've been on a bit of a reckless streak recently, which has now extended to me uncharacteristically deciding that I want to have sex with a man. Basically, I just want to see what it's like to have a big, muscly man fuck me. Uh, I have a certain guy in mind who is down for it, but I've been hesitant due to our age gap. He's 41, and also that I've only had sex with women. Hence the knowledge mm-hmm. gap. Thoughts, lots of love. Sounds like you're in a great position to let this guy fuck you. Yeah. I mean, the good news is that he's 41 and the bad news is that he's 41. He's probably not going to take this too seriously, but he'll rock your hot little bod and you can (laughs) decide whether you like men or not. Yeah. Uh, What's the question? Yeah, I would just I I, I would say just do it. Take on the risk. Definitely, you roll you the should die. have that you should have that experience. Or not. I mean, there's a lot of like variety old, is the spice of life. That that's something that would like be, <laughs> ri- be written on like one of those like um prepared Indian food boxes. <laughs> it's like sag paneer and masala is the spice of yeah. life as well. Um yeah, my thoughts are you already know what to do. It's yeah. not hard. It's guess what? It's not hard to get fucked. <laughs> yeah, just, no, no. You just if lie there, woman, babe. <laughs> if you're a woman, it's so easy to get fucked. And if you're a lesbian, it's even easier because I think like straight guys like want to like turn you or whatever. Yeah, it's probably exciting for them. Sounds like you're doing all the right things yeah it sounds like you've answered your own question okay i'm gonna play the next Mm -hmm. one hey ladies uh big big fan of the show uh i just wanted to ask any advice on uh what to do when you're getting high and you want to fuck but you get that dry mouth and it's just what a goddamn disaster just uh yeah i'm wondering if you have any advice on that thanks uh, drink some water? No, water's <laughs> water's not gonna cut it, Anna. You need biotin. Biotin. You need dry like mouth. mouthwash. Okay. You need, or they have a dry mouth spray. As a meth head, <laughs> as a stimulant user, I struggle with dry mouth um, on a, on good days. And uh, biotin would be my indor- endorsement for sure. Get a dry mouth spray. You know, stay hydrated. Yeah. Drink some water too, but there's there's products out there. They make lozenges as well. What about like a Pedialyte or a Gatorade, like a electrolyte replenishing type drink? Okay. Yeah, maybe this, drink. Some- <laughs> this guy sounds gay. You can also also gay, always try to like gag on a dick, you know, because that'll just get the, the pe- women don't realize this or gays very often is that if you force yourself to gag you will You'll generate, generate yeah yeah do they not realize that i thought everyone a lot that. of people don't you'd be Listen surprised up. yeah gagging generates saliva gets those but- <laughs> membranes going makes me wet personally yeah it's great i i 
yeah, you you can always gag, vote Bernie, whatever, blah, blah, blah. We're past that point. I'm so drunk. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, okay. Next question. Dear ladies, what are the rules of decency regarding ending a long-term relationship during the Chinese virus shitstorm? We don't live together, but this has made me realize he's the last person I'd want to be stuck in a bunker with. XOXO, isolated and insolent. What? There's no rules of decency. We're in wartime, bitch. There's absolutely no rules. Yeah, you... All you can do is try and be a service to others, but not so much so that it's at expense to yourself so deeply that I think the nice thing about the core is it's to repeat myself, it's causing people to reevaluate their priorities. And Mm -hmm. if you realize that you don't want to be with someone now is the time maybe to live with it. Yeah, there are literally no wrong or right answers. You could literally rob a bodega or kill a man. Nobody will. <laughs> all the laws are suspended. I'm kidding. Don't do that. But no, you should you should use this time to uh, reevaluate your priorities, as you say, and, mm-hmm. and decide on what matters to you. It's like very important. And like, don't spend your time trying to salvage a relationship that's not working because who knows how much time you have left yeah yeah you guys (laughs) might be on like matching ventilators a week from now so live your truth i i can't tell if these people are are cored up together or not they he says they don't live together oh okay she says oh we don't live together okay yeah Mm mm-hmm I mean, God, your your uh, female intuition is like your feminine intuition is like all you have going for you. It, that's like, if you know a man is not the man that you want to be stuck in a trench or a bunker with, then get, get out the of there. Fuck out of there. And you're so lucky that you're not cord with him in that case. Anyway, I'm gonna read the next one. Um, let's see. Hey, ladies, thank you for doing the Lord's work keeping us entertained in confinement. I'm mortified to even be asking this question, but what is your opinion on getting into a relationship with a less than attractive man? I accidentally started sleeping with a close friend a few months ago after he expressed feelings for me, and he's kind of been my ugly little secret. I kept saying every time would be the last, would be the last time, but it wasn't because the sex was incredible. We're quarantined apart, but he's kept me sane through this as we still talk several times a day. I think it's expected that after this is finally over that we would end up in a relationship since it was headed in that direction already. I was dodging it before saying we both recently got out of something and needed time before getting into something serious. To be honest, I love him deeply, but I'm just embarrassed on what everyone will think. He's incredibly smart, driven, accomplished, and funny. He's also just a really good person with the warmest heart. But I just can't get past his appearance. Balding, overweight, interesting face. I think he's beautiful and sexy, but I know the world won't see that. I'm in my early 30s and suspect that if we started dating, we would end up together. We already joke about building a life together in our future now. Thoughts? Love you, ladies. Um, Why are you worried about what the what everyone else thinks? There's no reality anymore. There's no external world that I you're know. beholden to. I'm looking at balding, overweight, interesting face, and I'm like, he sounds hot. Yeah. First of all, ugly guys are hot. They're hot. <laughs> Second of all, what are you tripping about? 
that yeah, people are gonna think cares? your husband's ugly what do you fucking care he's gonna get ugly anyway yeah no this is the thing that people like kind of overestimate or whatever understate it's like everybody's gonna get fat and ugly at some point unless you die tragically young and beautiful and like the people who didn't have a genetic advantage to begin with are at an advantage in the long run because they don't have to come to terms with their uh, decaying bodies. Yeah. Because they've already been decaying since their early 20s. Um, so I, absolutely sounds like a catch. It's, it's weird to like have like a kind of double consciousness where you're like attracted to someone and think they're beautiful and the sex is good, but then you have this like kind of uh, perception of other people's perception that's probably gonna that's probably like also tragically flawed i doubt her friends or his friends i can't tell if this is a guy or girl are gonna even think this guy is ugly right they're never gonna see you again because we'll all be in our apartment yeah <laughs> and also so. There's, there's so much like ample opportunity to like whip him into shape yeah who I, cares the only problem is that he sounds like he's overweight, but you can get him to lose weight because men love performing tasks. And I like living. fat guys. Me too. Me too. <laughs> I will not apologize for saying that Steve Bannon is sex appeal. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, it's funny. Um, mm-hmm. I, the, the, this is the type of man that all women secretly like. I don't know about that, but I don't know about that type of man specifically, but all women like a man who's like kind of like hairy and decrepit and has a dad bod. Hot. Yeah. Everybody loves that. And wh- <laughs> everybody, why are we lying to about ourselves and everyone yeah, else? Yeah. For sure. I'm also, with you, Anna. Who cares what a man looks like? Looks only <laughs> yeah. matter if you're a woman. Men should look like shit. We've said yeah, they should. <laughs> okay. Next. Uh, voicemail oh are we on a voicemail situation okay I think oh. so hey my question is is love worth the trouble it causes thank you signing off yes do you even have to ask beautiful yeah duh it's the only reason worth living <laughs> As Lana Del Rey says, the world is built for two. Yeah. And it's only worth living if somebody's loving you. So <laughs> he hit me and it felt like a kiss. Mm-hmm. All right. Next. Happy quarantine. I recently got into a new relationship that's been going great and getting pretty serious. However, in the past two months, my gag reflex has randomly become super fucking sensitive and I ended up puking with his dick in my mouth twice now, which makes me feel like an embarrassed little bitch. He's really understanding about it and keeps saying he's lucky I'm willing to go down on him in the first place, but I'm pretty sure he thinks I'm a dick-sucking noob. Whenever I talk about my past partners, he gets really insecure and jealous, so I'm hesitant to explain that I've been sucking and fucking since I was 15, and this is just a random new occurrence. Now, whenever I try to go down on him, I'm paranoid about spewing chunks and looking like an idiot. Any thoughts on the matter? Never thought I'd see the day where I say I'm misgiving BJs, but here we are. Mm, Dasha, have you ever puked on a dick? I've puked in my mouth and swallowed it. Okay, yeah, that's what you that's what you have to do. You have to you, you can't <laughs> you can't let them know that the chunks are out. Yeah. You do sound like a bit of a noob, honestly, if you've never swallowed a mouthful of vomit. 
weird. This stings. <laughs> but usually that's been because I've been like so drunk or something. Yeah, but it's not because. Huh. Sounds Why, weird. I, this sounds weird. I think uh, uh, she needs to go see a doctor because she might have some <laughs> sort of like throw or you might have corona yeah you might have the symptoms of corona or sucking dick bad so (laughs) or having an overactive gag reflex that's really weird um i'm gonna put my money on she doesn't like the guy that much Mm. and is not really kind of like chemically attracted to him you think you think her body's rejecting the yeah either that or there's something medically wrong with her and she should get assessed because this is you don't develop like an overactive oversensitive gag reflex like whatever 25 years into your life you either have it or you don't and you also you don't have to deep throw it's not it's not necessary it's It's not necessary nobody really likes how that feels anyway exactly you're mostly doing it for you anyway so yeah stick to the the head or whatever (laughs) she clearly hates the fact that he's he's so understanding yeah (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. I'm being a negative little bitch. Okay. I'm, I'll, is it? I'll, I'll read the next one. It's live from the choir. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, hi, Anna and Dasha. I officially got back together with my ex mid choir that we've been periodically hanging out, having anal sex before shit popped off. Things are feeling great and I'm very happy, but I'm wondering if it's just pandemic hysteria. He's being a bigger daddy than ever, taking care of me and being extremely sweet, but I wonder if it's only because of everything that's going on. I'm trying to live for the moment because, well, I literally have to, but I can't help but wonder if we would survive a shift back to normal. Any hot takes, true love or stir-crazy hoax? Everybody's overthinking everything. Yeah. Who cares if it's pandemic hysteria or not? This guy's clearly looking for a higher purpose. Yeah. He's like chomping at the bit to take care of her. So she should just roll with the punches and like feelings may dissipate or change post COVID, but who knows if we'll even have a post COVID like, yeah, there is no, we're taking it day by day. It's, it's the memories you make along the way. Yeah. Some of our, our most vivid memories will be, um, living in a one room apartment with our quarantine husband (laughs) And alternately, like, having passionate sex and screaming at each other. The real corona is the relationships we ruin along the way. Yeah, totally. (laughs) COVID of the mind. I want to go outside. It's a poem I wrote today. Beauty of the month. I'm going to play the next one. Play it. What up, Dasha? What up, Anna? (laughs) Quick question here. Um, I worked in the sheet metal industry in Phoenix, Arizona. And how do I stop going to work during this pandemic without looking like a fucking pussy to all the dudes I work with? Real question. Appreciate your input. Thanks. <laughs> Damn. Damn, he sounds hot. Just sheet bail. Metal. Just bail. Um, I, I played these um, questions. Say you have coronavirus. Yeah, he should just say, he should say, like, bros, I love you, but I'm quarantining for your I'm safety. I'm sick. I have coronavirus. I can't, I'm sorry, I won't risk infecting my my comrades at the sheet metal factory or my whatever. My union comrades. <laughs> he should pull an Idris Elba 
or a Tom Hanks and pretend mm-hmm. he has coronavirus for the clout. There you go. That's Done. what you should do. Easy. Uh, um, I was I, I was screening these things earlier today when Eli was cooking dinner and he was like listening to this question. He's like, you're going to look like a pussy, but don't go. So Say you is, have COVID-19. Yeah, you just got a say, perfect yeah, out. that's beautiful. That's perfect. I didn't even think of that. There's no way around it. Like, these guys are going to mock you. They're going to give you shit. But what are they going to do? Test you? They yeah, don't gonna, have They don't have any tests, a temperature babe. gun. Um, <laughs> but, like, you know what? It's like, in spite of all the analogies to it being a wartime situation, which aren't totally misplaced, by the way, this is not a time to show your solidarity by showing up to work. You show your solidarity by practicing social distancing, as Zizek says. Mm-hmm. So fuck what your bros think. Right. Just say you're deathly ill. You're on the... You know? But it's hot of him to, to make sheet metal or whatever it is that men do. <laughs> Dear Anna and Dasha, I moved in with my boyfriend of a year and a half two months ago. He is a pharmacist student in his late 20s, and I'm an English master's student in my early 20s. He is amazing in so many ways. Great sex, great cook, emotional intelligence, charming, clean, etc. But listening to him play video games with his friends all day while I work on my thesis is really starting to influence the attraction I feel towards him. (laughs) On top of this, it's my first time living with someone, and I feel like the fun parts of a relationship have lost their shine. I miss getting all dolled up and a little tipsy on a date after a long week and the buzz that came with seeing my favorite person. I can feel my aura in his eyes waning too, and it sucks. How do I keep things from falling apart, especially now that we're quarantined? I don't want to lose what we have, but sometimes it feels like I need to ditch my man and spend the remainder of my early 20s gallivanting around like he got to. Love to both my moms, XO Anonymous. Mm, that's hard. Anna? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we've said this before about how relationships are work, marriages are work, cohabitating is work. You and part of that work is like maintaining a distance and an intrigue. And it's, it sounds like he's not really doing his part if you are bearing witness to his gaming, which no man should subject um, their girlfriend or a significant other to. No. Men, this is what I don't understand. Like, men shouldn't be gaming if they, you know, barring certain exceptional cir- circumstances. I think, like, men should give up gaming once they have a wife and children, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know she's not his wife and they don't have children, but like, I think they should be working toward that. But also my feeling is like people in their early 20s shouldn't really settle down in our society. Mm. I mean, it who depends. knows what the new society will be like? Yeah. I mean, yes, you're right. It's work. It's the only work that matters, actually, as a matter of fact, outside of being like a teacher or a prostitute. <laughs> an actress. As, or an actress, yeah. Podcaster. <laughs> podcaster. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think like the fact that he's gaming a year and a half into cohabitating is probably like not the best sign. They've only been cohabitating for two months, so it's even a oh, worse for two sign. months. Oh, okay, they've been together for a year and a half. They've been oh, okay. living together for two months. Oh, so they moved in. Sorry, I'm like so drunk. So they moved in right before the core hit. Damn. Yeah. And now they're in for it. So I say make the best of it. Sounds like you care about him. Um, sucks he's into gaming. I mean, it's pathetic, but what, what I can think, you do? I think she should get all dolled up, put on mm-hmm. a thong and mm. some high heels 
and kick that controller out of his hand and straddle him. And then if he's like, babe, I'm gaming, then she knows it's up. Right. And she can totally. throw a drink at him and leave his ass. But it's also, you know, men don't have sports right now. Yeah, they they haven't for ages. Well, I mean, because of the core. The no, core. no, I know. But now they like, it's like all the men that we know, they like don't play basketball. They watch basketball. It's well, depressing. that's what I mean. But yeah. what, what, watching sports to me is a sanctioned masculine activity. It is, yeah. The NBA is a valid interest, mm-hmm. valid pastime, valid hobby. And I think we should be mindful that men don't get to watch sports right now so we can be a little more lenient with with the game gaming because yes, I agree. ultimately they need you know they need something they're like cats they need to like mm-hmm. get out their violent impulses whether that's Me? like watching like black guys walk run up and down a court or like killing <laughs> uh asian peasants in a video game me i like to have fun i don't like to play games but i understand that men have are wired differently and need to play yeah i only like to play mental games mind <laughs> games i don't like to play video games god no i don't like to do anything challenging it's no. beneath me to use technology it's a miracle we can even record that right we're now. doing this i know i'm like so proud of us <laughs> that we have managed to read questions in addition to Face Tommy timing there's and also so many, recording. There's so many like moving. There's parts. so many moving parts. You guys, yeah, don't take it for granted. <laughs> okay, your turn, Anna. All right. Uh, Red scare love line question. Hey, need some advice on my current situation. My boyfriend of four years doesn't want to quarantine with me and lives with his friend who is a girl. And as time goes on, I'm worried that they're going to get together during quarantine. He doesn't want to come to mine, but he doesn't want me to come to his. Can you please ease my mind as to some reasons? It's a good thing he doesn't want to spend time with me. I'm already breaking down, but this is an extra brain worry on my mind. I'm so sorry, girl, but your boyfriend doesn't want to be with you. Yeah, I don't think he's even... The sad thing is I don't think he's even trying to fuck his roommate. He just doesn't want to be with her. I think he's just living with his roommate. There's no reason not to quarantine with your significant other, especially of four years. That's insane. Four years. That's rough. I'm yeah, that sorry. ain't right. I think I think you need to preempt the situation, kick his ass to the curb, because only good can come from it. That either, ain't right. either like it it is fully revealed to you in no uncertain terms that he doesn't want to be with you, or there's some like missing part that none of us perceived, and he does want to be with you, and he comes like uh, begging for you to take him back. But mm-hmm. that's b- bad all around. Doesn't look good. No. I'm sorry, we can't ease your mind. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Is it time for an audio one? Yes, audio time. Hi, I'm Indasha. I'm one of your most devoted faggots. I love you both so much. Thanks. My question is, uh, once coronavirus comes to pass, fingers crossed, do you think that the dating landscape will become more serious and less based on casual encounters since people might gain some perspective on how fragile this world really is? Or do you think people will go like full slow mode after being cooped up for so long and everything will be more hedonistic than ever? 
thanks. Stay safe, mm-hmm. McLean. Love you. Oh, there's nothing more comforting in this world than hearing the voice of a gentle homosexual. It's I so know. sweet. God, it's true. Our most valued members of society. <laughs> I, I miss you. Yeah, even as they have uh, no reproductive purpose. <laughs> Especially because they have no reproductive purpose. Yeah, they give, they, give a, they give meaning and purpose to the world through their... Uh, I'd love to have a baby with a gay guy. That's what, yeah, I, I would do that if, like, um, you know, if I didn't have a, a straight mm-hmm. corona husband and was running out of options, I'd absolutely have a baby with one of a gay our, our court gays, yeah. Preferably, they're also hot. Pre- they're hot. Preferably, I'd love to meet an Indian gay guy and have his baby. <laughs> I think that'd be really, that'd be really hot. <laughs> Sorry, what was the question? Oh. Um, our predictions for post-COVID intimacy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the former. I think people will become more um, monogamous, more trad, if you will. They'll have to evaluate, once again, what really is important to them and be truer to themselves and their desires and realize that they don't need the excesses of neoliberalism and capitalism, which have seeped into our romantic lives via hookup culture, et cetera, whatever. Polyamory. Yeah. I think we'll be much happier with what social we, sex parties. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. I think that people will be happier with less. Um, I, I hope. That's the case. I hope that people slow down and reevaluate your, their priorities. Um, I think that realistically, if nothing else changes and we don't reevaluate our priorities, people are going to double down on their hedonism. Um, mm. I think that for a lot of people who've had a more or less stable, sheltered, non-traumatic life, uh, they tend to take more liberties and be more reckless because they don't live in a world of consequence. And now now we are all forced to live in a world of consequence. So I hope that this has positive um, kind of bearings on our society. But the romantic and social situation has to go along with the economic situation. I think that people have to refuse to tolerate what's going on economically. Yeah. First and foremost which is hard to do when you have bills to pay and have a job that you're on the line for. Right. And who knows if we'll ever be allowed to touch a stranger again. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't really want to touch any strangers, but like on the street, I mean, sexually I do sometimes occasionally. (laughs) I shouldn't admit that, but I like to be, I like to be close to others for sure, but I can't. So that's okay. Yeah, I hope I hope that this doesn't lead to like a permanent um, state of crisis, like a permanent social distancing, because we've already like there's so much stuff that like we take for granted now that exists that w- was an infringement of civil liberties after nine eleven. Right. No, I think that there will be things that will never go back to normal for sure, and it yeah. may not be you know like a six feet social distancing rule, but like. I don't know, much like post 9-11, we won't, things will change in our lives. 
Yeah, but it's up to you now. I think it's up to like young people to decide what they're willing to tolerate and to like define their new normal, which is again harder. Uh, it's easier, easier said, said than, than said done. than done. Yeah. Um, we've got we have one more email. Uh huh. And then let's do maybe two more. Yeah. Voicemails. Okay. My question. Pointers on how to downplay your intelligence and independence with guys you find attractive to make them not be intimidated by you. I understand that it's good for a girl to give off an aura of submissiveness in a heterosexual flirting situation, but I just end up feeling fake and kind of dead inside. I understand I must be doing something wrong. Would appreciate your input. Love you lots. Okay. This is a question that I have a lot of opinions about. Okay. Uh, it's absolutely 100% a myth that men prefer intellectually submissive women. They like independent, intelligent, kind of authentically funny women. The good men, anyway, that you want to date. Um, what they don't like is being intellectually henpecked in private or being intellectually one-upped in front of their friends. There you go. And I can't imagine a man would be turned off by a woman's natural intelligence. I think like it can only be mentally stimulating and therefore erotically thrilling. Has has a man literally been turned off by the fact that you were smart? Never. Um, I feel I think that men are in- intimidated by me to a certain extent. Not to be a bitch about it. <laughs> Not necessarily because I'm intelligent, but because maybe more so because I'm like. Um, popular. Yeah, yeah, I think that that's probably like that combination. Sure, that's like um, been, been the case. Yeah, but I don't think any. But I would agree like, that it's not worth it's not worth it to to dumb yourself down for yeah, someone you, who's worth being with. You don't want to be with a guy who is made insecure by your intellectual gifts. I think a lot of smart, ambitious young women today confuse being intellectually assertive with being intellectually domineering. Mm-hmm. Like, they have to always get the last word in and be right, which is unattractive. Yep. That's a male quality. Men don't want that in a female partner. The best advice that I could give is to be very mindful of, like, emasculating your partner and to really never, never do that. Yes, that's and a quick that's- way to fuck up your relationship no and there's this like really crazy like mythology now where a lot of young women they th- they emasculate they literally cock and emasculate their boyfriends or potential boyfriends intellectually all the time mm-hmm. and then they get mad because they're like well he must not like being with a independent smart young woman and it's like that's not what's going on it's not worth it you're just making it very evident to him to him that you guys are locked in kind of a zero-sum competition race to the bottom type situation not like a mutually fulfilling relationship situation but i don't think i don't think this uh, particular lady here has that problem who i don't totally get what her problem is i'm gonna guess it's she's probably dating the wrong guys yeah yeah eventually You'll find someone who doesn't need you to do do a submissiveness for them. <laughs> do a submission. You did a submission. Men don't like intellectually submissive. They like sexually submissive. But guess what? Women do too, so it tends to align. Mm-hmm. That's like my two cents about it. I think that's sound advice. Yeah. Um, let's do two more I'm gonna roll some more bean footage Mm -hmm. 
Hi, friend of the pod. Wait, no, not friend. Uh, fan <laughs> of the pod here. Uh, love the show, obviously. But uh, I have a question that, that is burning that I have to have sorted. And I and uh, it's... I, I really want to hear both of you girls' take on, like, guys that have a foot fetish. Like, would you date a guy with a foot fetish? You know, I mean, it's like... Just because you've never confronted it before. Um, anyways... Hope you're enjoying the uh, coronavirus as much as I am. I'm an introvert, so I'm enjoying the isolation. And I just got a grant from my school. So hope you guys cheer up. Everything goes well. Thank you so much for doing this. Bye-bye. Congrats congrats on the isolation. And the grant. Um, I would 100% date a guy with a foot fetish. Yeah, I don't care. I think it's fine. I like having my feet touched. Um, I have pretty nice feet. It makes sense to me. It's not like a confounding fetish for me. It's one that I can understand. Yeah, you can understand, tolerate, maybe appreciate it. It's not like yeah, not a big deal for me. Personally, wouldn't have a foot fetish, but well, no. But if some man wanted to say massage and or take pics of my feet it wouldn't be a deal breaker <laughs> I, offended I mean it. as long as it was not at the expense of like a more normative kind of sex life yeah that's like well i don't want to i don't want to be like giving you a foot job every day yeah he's only gonna fuck the crevice between your big toe and the toe after that <laughs> he won't touch any of the holes my lovely um my lovely arches yeah when he cu- pulls out he comes on the foot yeah, <laughs> like a misses the mark. If you can strike a balance w- and make compromises, a foot fetish is one I'm more than willing to engage with, for sure. Yeah, I think I think a lot. I think the overwhelming um, amount of foot fetishes are kind of like the stock market; they're fake. Like mm. all these online, like social media foot fetishes, Show fake fee, news, fake yeah. news. Yeah, bullshit. You think? I think it's one of the most common fetishes. What's what? Here's my question. What's the fetish that you really would be a deal breaker that you couldn't stand for sexually? Um, cuckolding. Cuckolding. Okay. I think uh, that's kind of where I would draw the line. I mean, scat stuff too. You know, there's tons of like extreme things that I would be uncomfortable with, but cuckolding's the first one that comes to mind. Yeah, I think I'm probably saying, but your foot fetish not a big deal. Everything uh, in the normal range is basically fine with me. Yeah, totally. Um, you can totally get corona if you let somebody spit in your mouth, right? Yeah, fuck. I guess <laughs> Definitely. I scale that behavior down. Okay. <laughs> I'm play the next one. Hi, ladies. Um, lately with the world ending, I've been feeling called to fulfill a more traditionally female role in my future relationship. But I'm super gay, and I was wondering if you think it's possible to be a trad wife for another woman. Okay. But trad wife for another sure if the other woman's like a overall wearing bull dyke yeah you get the butch you get the femme that's what i seem to understand about lesbian relationships yeah it's like what's the what's the saying it's like uh genders performance whatever judith butler nowadays we we all have to be trad wives for one another yeah you know what everyone could use a a trad wife a trad friend (laughs) Ich bin meine eigene Tradfrau. Um, Tradfrau. I think like, okay, if one of you is the kind of 
woman in the relationship and one of you is the man in the relationship, then sure, why not? Sounds like things will, will operate smoothly. Sounds hot, frankly. You could both be trad wives too, maybe. Yeah, that's a little hard, right? You think? Yeah, I don't know. Someone's got to carry stuff. Someone's got to take the trash out. Someone's got to make the meals. The dinner, yeah. So in that way, there's, you know, there's a normal, there's a gender divide in domestic it, labor. It's so pitifully egalitarian these days. Just kidding. It's nice. Um, should we do one more? For, Let's for, do one for more. The, for, for the fans. As a treat. We have, we have two. Okay. I'll just play the next one. Mm-hmm. Hey, I've been trying to steal someone's girlfriend for a couple months, and I've done a good job of keeping her attention on me, but now we're quarantined and can't see each other, and I don't know what to do. How do I make sure that she's still in love with me? Thanks. Is she reading that off of a, like, a post-it? It's, <laughs> it's really cute. It sounds very scripted. We have a lot of lesbian fans. I know. Go figure. Cool. I like I like that. Um... Two black fans, three lesbian fans for a fully intersectional <laughs> podcast. It's the core is rough, you know, especially if you're a, a homewrecker by practice. What's the question? She stole somebody else's girlfriend. She's been and trying she to steal to... someone's girlfriend, but now there's a quarantine and she wants to know how to make sure that this person is still interested in them. And just keep DMing her. A sex goes a long way. Yeah. Just yeah. keep just keep rocking that boat and being Check emotionally in. chaotic, and mm-hmm. then we'll see what happens. Anyway, um, well, we got a lot of questions because yeah. you guys must be really bored. So everybody's like <laughs> bored and desperate. I hope this was. It does seem like the main themes are being separated from someone you'd like to be quarantined with, or quarantining with someone <laughs> suddenly like to coming be separated. to separated. <laughs> Um, so basically so we, the, the quarantine has only amplified problems that have existed since the dawn of time or since yeah. like bourgeois modernity anyway. And we can all take solace in all being basically unhappy and <laughs> yeah. logging, logging for an alternative. Yeah. Happiness. It's a sensation, not a condition. Hey man. Yeah. Well, on that note, we'll see you in hell. We'll see you in hell.